You're listening to the Kinergy Sports Podcast, hosted by Jacob Kennedy. This is episode 7 of the Kinergy Sports Podcast. It's been a few weeks since I've recorded one of these, and over that time, what an interesting NBA free agency season it has been. LeBron James is a Los Angeles Laker, and Boogie Cousins is a Golden State Warrior, and what the heck is going on in San Antonio? And I'm going to start there because this Kawhi Leonard story just over the past year, year and a half has gotten more interesting every day. But what I'm thinking right now in terms of Kawhi, he might be the most overrated player in my recent memory. And part of me wants to feel bad for him. You know, he he wants to be in L.A., and it seems, I don't know what his love affair is with L.A., but he wants to be there, and now he's getting shipped across the country. But, yeah, I feel like he's deserved everything that's coming to him. Kawhi, maybe it's more the media's fault than his, because Kawhi doesn't even talk. But people act like Kawhi's coming off some sort of career year. Kawhi Leonard played nine games last year. Nine. Yeah, he was injured, but you cannot tell me he was injured for that whole entire season. It was reported time and time again. He did not want to play for Popovich. He was sitting out because he didn't want to play basketball for the San Antonio Spurs. So then he says he wants to go to L.A. And when in that... When that wish isn't granted, he threatens to sit out this year as well. Seriously. He's going to sit out this year. Okay. So what does Greg Popovich do? He ships him out of the country. As much as I want to feel for the guy, it's hilarious. And he should have seen it coming. He should have. But... He is being so overhyped right now. I don't know if it's because people haven't seen him play in a while. He's a great player. Don't get me wrong. The last full season that he played was easily his best season. I'll give him that. He averaged 25 points per game, 6 rebounds, and and 3.5 assists. He had a great year. His career averages, though, are not that 25, 6, and and 3.5. I don't see why we should expect him to bring that to the table. If he's coming off such a tough injury and he hasn't played in a year, how are we going to assume that he's going to come back in that form? And he's played seven NBA seasons. He's only averaged 20 or more points per game twice in seven years. His career averages are 16, 6, and 2. 16 points, 6 rebounds, and 2 assists. Those are his career averages. Guess who averaged extremely similar numbers last year? Just last year. 16, 6, and 2. Very similar, if not better numbers. Julius Randle, Brandon Ingram, Kyle Kuzma. All were on the Lakers last year. Randle has now left. And the Lakers are trying to trade the other two for Kawhi when their numbers line up with his career average numbers. It doesn't make any sense to me. People think adding Kawhi to this Lakers team 
will instantly make them a championship contender. And my first thought is, any team that LeBron is on is a championship contender. My second thought is, I don't feel like giving up Kawhi is going to bring that much to that squad. Especially if you have to trade two or three young pieces. I've talk show hosts are calling Kawhi a top five player in the NBA. What? Top five? He played nine games last year. His career averages are 16, 6, and 2. He's had two seasons in which he has averaged over 20 points per game. He's a great defensive player, and I understand he was the youngest Finals MVP ever, but Andre Iguodala won the Finals MVP in the Warriors' first year. It's a seven-game series. Maybe anyone can get hot for that time. He's a great player. Top five? Oh, my God. Gosh, what? LeBron, KD, Steph, Harden, Anthony Davis, Giannis. Kawhi's not a top five player. Especially coming off a year which he played nine games. A top five, top five player, what? On the skill, to me, skill wise, Kawhi is closer to Kyrie Irving than he is Kevin Durant. In terms of how good he is. Kyrie Irving is a phenomenal player. Kyrie Irving is. Borderline top 10. Probably top 12, 13 player in the league. I think that's more Kawhi than a top 1, 2, or 3 player. People call him one of the third best player in the NBA. Seriously. He played 9 games. He threatened to sit out another season. He's pouting because he's not playing for who he wants to play for. He got shipped out of the country. I don't. I feel like he deserved it. I can't feel bad for him. He's injury prone. He gets injured. He can't stay healthy. He seems a little bit weird. He does. He. He's quiet. He's not a leader. He's not that locker room voice that's going to change an environment, a culture. I don't know what the hype is. He's a good player. Leave it at that. Great player. Leave it at that. He's not a top five player. Maybe if he comes back and has another 25, 6, and three and a half year, then he could maybe be in the discussion. You can't be in the discussion for being a top five player if you don't play. Can we... Does anyone remember the last time Kawhi played? Nobody remembers. Because it was over a year ago. It was a year and a half ago when he actually played. He played in nine games, but those weren't real games. Nine games, that's not enough. That's not a big enough sample size to see what he is right now. Do we even know if he's going to play in Toronto? Seriously. Right after he was traded, the reports were coming out within an hour saying he had no intention of going to Toronto and he had no desire to play in Toronto. Is he even going to play? He's not worth the hassle. He's a great player, but he's not worth this. He's not a LeBron. He's not a KD. He's not Steph. I don't think he's close. He's not worth it. If he chooses LA during free agency, that is great. But if I'm the Lakers, I'm not going to go out of my way to trade for him. I'm not going to give up Brandon Ingram. 
Brendan Ingram's already averaging the same career averages as Kawhi Leonard. I'm not going to go out of my way. I'm not going to give him Kuzma. He's not worth the hassle. He's injury prone. He can't stay healthy. He's quiet. He's not a leader. He's not a locker room guy. And we can all agree he's a little bit weird. I'm not understanding the hype. Top five player. He's borderline a top ten player, and that's awesome. He's not a top five player. Oh, that's enough about Kawhi. Another thing that's taken place over the last two weeks, LeBron James is a Los Angeles Laker. This is a great thing for the NBA. It's a great thing for sports in general. This is a global, this is huge. It's going to be awesome. It is going to be such a spectacle to watch. I am, I love the Cavaliers and I love LeBron, but I am so, so excited to see what happens here, but Laker fans, oh, there's already been two separate LeBron James murals. They made one. It said the king of L.A. and it was vandalized. So they took out the of. It said king and L.A. It was vandalized again. They got rid of it. They painted over it. Now there's another mural and they just defaced it again. I understand it's just a mural. It's just a painting. It shouldn't be that big of a deal. But Laker fans, get over yourselves. Please get over yourselves. Stop acting like you weren't a 35-win team last year. Your team is full of first and second year players and half of them can't stay healthy. You are lucky that LeBron is going to you. Get over yourselves. You guys can love Kobe all of you, all you want. I don't know how many times in the last two weeks I've heard or seen people talking about how Kobe is the king of L.A. and L.A. is still Kobe's town. Okay, that's great. Just wait till LeBron brings a championship to L.A., which he will. Might not be this year, might not be next, but in his four years, he will bring a championship to L.A. You guys can have Kobe. There's an interesting stat I'm not trying to bash Kobe. I just think it's ridiculous that LA fans can't even embrace arguably the greatest player of all time coming to their city. You should be honored. You are lucky. You were a 35-win team. Kobe was great, but a city can have more than one great players or heroes or kings. They can. You know that LeBron James has made four more field goals in his career than Kobe Bryant has ever made in field goals while taking 3,310 less shots. LeBron, taking over 3,000 less shots than Kobe, has made more field goals. I'm not trying to bash Kobe, but I'm saying give it a break. Get over yourselves. You're lucky. Without LeBron coming to L.A., the Lakers wouldn't have been relevant for another five years, if probably longer. The Lakers were going to be irrelevant. They were young, and none of their young players are going to be superstars. They're not. Paul George 
decided to go back to the Thunder. Kawhi is in Toronto doing who knows what. If LeBron didn't go to the Lakers, they were screwed. You should be honored. Without LeBron, you would have been a team, borderline playoff team for the next five years, and now you're a championship contender. Get over yourselves. You know who has the worst record in the last five years in the NBA? The Los Angeles Lakers. You're lucky LeBron went there. You were a 35-win team. Embrace him. Enjoy it. You should be honored. We'll be back in 10 seconds. I'm going to talk about tennis and Serena Williams and why she should be the most dominant athlete of all time. I've talked a lot about the NBA and a little bit about the NFL, and rightfully so. You know, at this point, they're two, probably the two most popular sports in America. But the Wimbledon was last week, the last few weeks, and I love it. I, it's one of my favorite events of the year, and I love watching it, and I love observing just how talented these players are. And Serena Williams made it to the title game. She lost in the title game. But it should be a consensus opinion. It shouldn't even be an opinion. I think it's more of a fact that Serena Williams is one of the two, one or two greatest athletes of all time, male or female does not matter. She should be on everybody's list. What she has done is incredible. She's a year removed of pregnancy complications and having a child. She's already back contending in majors. She would have contended in the last one and she pulled out. She made it all the way to the final game. and she, She's going to get another one. She's at 23 majors. 23 majors. She's going to get to 24, which is the uh, women's all-time record for majors. She won a major while she was pregnant. Think about that. While she was pregnant, she won a major. And she carries, especially in America, she carries that sport. Women's tennis runs with Serena Williams. People watch that kind of like, kind of, like how golf used to be with Tiger and how golf still is with Tiger except not as big but people would go to watch Serena and when thinking about the most dominant players to ever live or athletes to ever live she's on that list she should be in everyone's top four or five I think she should probably be in everyone's top one or two when you think about that list it's the first ones that come to mind for me are uh, Michael Phelps, Usain Bolt, Tiger, Ronaldo, Messi, um, Tom Brady as a team sport athlete in America has moved towards that area. But Serena, with all those huge names, it should be on everyone's short list, possibly number one. When you think of dominance, she has to be up there. It's incredible what she's done in her career. The only thing... Phelps has won countless countless gold medals in the Olympics, and Tiger had 
back in the early 2000s when he was winning 30% of the tournaments he was playing in, which for the PGA Tour is remarkable. Usain Bolt, fastest man to ever live. Ronaldo and Messi are beyond gifted and talented. They're incredible. But Serena is up there, and people should take notice of that. She's a female, and sometimes that might stop people from putting her in that category, but it shouldn't because her accomplishments are incredible. And Serena Williams is going to win another major Probably plenty more. The record's 24. Wouldn't be surprised if she got to 27, 28. She's remarkable. And it really doesn't look like she's slowing down. She's one of the greatest athletes of all time. And I really felt after watching her performance at the Wimbledon after the year that she's been through that she really deserved a shout out. And as far as dominant athletes are concerned, she should be in everyone's top two or three. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Kennedy Sports Podcast. Make sure you follow me on Twitter, Jacob underscore K-E-N-N-2. Like and retweet on Twitter, like and share on Facebook, and make sure you subscribe to my podcast. If you're listening on iTunes, make sure to drop a review. Let me know what you liked. Let me know what you didn't like. Uh, interact with me. You can message me on Twitter. Let me know what you want to hear on the show. And make sure you tune in next week for my next podcast.